0: It's the Wax Midwest Farm Report Podcast with Joe Welke, Kristen Smith, and me, Bob Bosold.
1: Good morning. This is Jill Welke working on The Farm Show here on Wax 104.5. And in response to Mike Dandrea's research on places that were hotter than we were, that we were hotter than last yesterday, everyone that uh, is spelled... H-E double hockey sticks, we are still hotter than because we're 73 here in Eau Claire. And I found one in Colorado, one in Norway, and one in Michigan. And they were 48, 57, and 72. So 73 still beats them out. So we still are hotter than they are. Well, good morning, and it's time to get our chores done here on the Wax Farm Show. I had quite an adventure yesterday. I went down to Lacrosse and went to trade policy school. It was very interesting. A lot of the stuff that uh, I research here and we talk about and do the stories about, they were talking about at uh, in La Crosse. And it's very nice to see the, um, the far- corn growers. It was put on by the Wisconsin corn growers and the U.S. Corn, or U.S. Grain Council was there. And it was just good to see a lot of the collaboration and learning and talking about what they do and how in, how trade is so important to the producer. Because, I mean, way back when you traded and you, with your neighbor, but now we're trading with um, India and China and so much farther than, you know, next door. So the world has gotten, actually, I consider it has gotten... Smaller because we need to spread things out. And we also did a tour of the Mississippi River, and we went through the lock and dam. And that was very interesting. Um, Yes, it was hot out there on the water. (laughs) My phone said 101. When I got in the wax truck, it was said 104. So, you know, it it was good and warm, but we had a little reprieve. We could go to the bottom of the boat and... Get in the air conditioning, but I've actually never been through a lock and dam before. And it was, it was smooth. It was interesting. It was very neat to see and to visit with farmers and to visit with uh, the ones that know more about the trade than I do was, you know, it was enlightening. So let's talk about our weather today. High of 88 and humid tonight, 64. Tomorrow, 85 and humid. Tomorrow night, 59. Saturday, 76. Sunday, Monday, 78. Tuesday, 74. And Wednesday, 80 and sunny. So we're still going to get some sun out there. And your Skywarn thirteen weather is brought to you by Chilson Automotive Group. Check out the great selection of new rams at chilsonmotors.com. And that's our weather on wax 104.5. We're going to do talk about some trade uh, information with Mexico and they're not wanting our corn products. We're going to talk milk production today and we're going to talk about the DNR seeking public comment on proposed wolf management rules. So we've got a lot of chores to get through, but we need to, uh, why don't we have a little music before we go into that? Almost two minutes after 5 o'clock, and it's time to hear our national news.
2: NBC News Radio, I'm Mark Mayfield. All of the Republican presidential candidates believe that the U.S. is experiencing an education crisis. In a debate on the Fox News Channel Wednesday, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis says he wants schools to focus on solid academics and not
3: woke issues. The decline in education is one of the major reasons why our country is in decline. We need education in this country, not indoctrination
2: in this country. Entrepreneur Vivek Ramaswamy wants to abolish the Department of Education and use that money to focus more on students. Former South Carolina Governor Nikki Hangley says that parents need to be kept in the education loop. Former President Trump taking shots at his fellow Republicans. In a new interview aired by former Fox News anchor Tucker Carlson, Trump lashed out at other Republicans participating in the GOP primary debates in Milwaukee. He called former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie a savage maniac who runs solely on the basis of Let's Get Trump and whose poll numbers are very, very low. Both Trump and Tucker lambasted former Fox News host Chris Wallace, who Tucker called a fussy little man. The Biden administration is turning away fewer illegal immigrants back to Mexico. Brian Shook reports. The White House says its immigration policies are working by discouraging migrants from trying to cross since Title 42 ended in May. Title 42 allowed for the immediate expulsion of border crossers based on COVID rules, but border crossing data shows the Department of Homeland Security is actually sending back fewer migrants per day. About a thousand migrants have been turned back from the border since May 11th, compared to nearly 3,000 per day in April. I'm Brian Shook. And Boeing's says- A defect in the new 737 MAX is going to delay near term deliveries. The plane company said on Wednesday that the problem involves improperly drilled holes in the rear bulkhead and may cause Boeing to miss its annual delivery target of at least 400 737s this year. You're listening to the latest from NBC News Radio. Agriculture. It's the Wisconsin way of life. Wax
4: 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
1: Well, it's that time of the morning to check our temperatures. Here in Eau Claire, 73, Medford, 71, Rice Lake, 66, Wausau, 68, and cloudy, Green Bay, 67, Marshfield, 69, and cloudy, La Crosse, 84, Madison, 83, and clear, and Milwaukee, 69, and fog, and it was foggy coming up this morning. It was was the open the window and the windshield wipers were going, and I think I might need to replace uh, some of them, or both of them. But it was foggy out there, so who knows how many animals were actually out on the road because it was it was tough to see. It was very, very, very wet. And uh, so slow down out there. Make sure you're taking your time. Uh, I don't know when the fog is going to lift for sure, but it was more clear here in Eau Claire than it was down my way between Ossio and Augusta. And today is the first day of school for the Osseo kiddos. So those school buses are going to be out there. Make sure you pay attention, slow down, and stop for those red lights. Those kiddos need to be safe, and we all need to work together to be, make sure that they're safe, getting on and off the school buses. I Bob sent some more audio back from, I'm not sure if he was in Scotland or Ireland when he sent this back, but uh, we'll be hearing from him next. And then beyond that, we're going to get into our markets. So let's hear from Bob.
0: Folks from all over the area, come with us on our farm tours. This one, of course, Scotland, Northern Ireland, and Ireland. Folks from Loyal for most of the time. Now, Delano, Minnesota. Let's go to the Greases first, Paul and Debbie. And, uh, Paul, you've been impressed by some of the stuff here. You were talking about, as they say in Ireland, 40 shades of green. And we've seen that.
5: Oh, it's just beautiful. The, the small paddocks where they'll have 10 sheep in one and maybe 20 in another, and then you'll see some Frisians in another one. And then on top of the mountain, there'd be a barley field. So you got your 40 shades of green with uh, the hedgerows in between, and then on top is a barley. It looks like it's crowned with gold. It's just beautiful.
0: And uh, when we look at uh, some of the agriculture that we we have seen Cattle out there. I mean, these animals are content over here.
5: Oh, they're content, and boy, there's a couple times that we passed some cattle that that, that almost looked like they were, they were they were prepped for a show ring. I mean, they were stood, they stood proud, and it just looked it looks fantastic.
0: Tell me about uh, the cities. Of course, uh, the the rural areas mainly over here for you, but it's hard not to, I guess, admire the fact that these cities are so old and so many buildings are still functional. Well,
5: and, and that's the thing you don't realize in the United States. You know, an old building in the United States is fifty, sixty years old, and if you go into the city like Boston, they might be a hundred and fifty years old. But here, they're they could be four or five centuries old. You know, it just or, it just it's crazy.
0: It's it really a- is, and of course, they've got so much history here. Of politics. Debbie's also with us. And Debbie, how uh, how did you guys, you and Paul, decide that you wanted to come on a farm tour? Well, Paul was in charge of arranging
6: this, and he said Bob is the one to go with, so here we are.
0: <laughs> and uh, you're enjoying it, and uh, i you surprised you already thought you are coming who we're we going to know and you know some folks
6: oh yes kim and dave labarge uh from loyal and so it was interesting seeing them in the, at the airport they
0: they thought we were just passing through but we were part of the tour too <laughs> <So> <laughs> but you've enjoyed it we've enjoyed it yes all right let's talk to the labarges dave and kim and uh kim your thoughts on the trip and i guess why you guys decided you want to come with us
7: well, we originally planned on doing your egg tour in California in February, but um, Dave was thinking about knee surgery, so that didn't pan out, and next thing you know, here we are in Scotland and Ireland, and uh, it's just been fantastic. It's just not something we even imagined doing,
0: but... One of the things we did is saw the Titanic Museum. Did that show you a little bit more of the history of that whole event?
7: Uh very much so. I mean, it was just so spiritual for me going through that. And you could hear a pin drop through the pretty much the whole thing. And they just added on a new um, addition about the last year. And it's it's just quite remarkable. I, I, did, I couldn't even imagine what I was going to see.
0: Forty shades of green. What about uh, the green color to you? And boy, we've seen some beautiful flowers over here, too.
7: Yeah, I was actually just outside the the inn that we're staying at and I was admiring the ivy that is growing up alongside the inn and it's just like something you would see on a calendar. I just like I had to actually touch it to say, is this real? It's just unbelievable the green and what they grow over here. I mean, flowers that we couldn't even that lucky if we they would last a month. Yeah, and they have them all year long.
0: It's it's, amazing. It is amazing. I gotta ask Debbie one more time. We were out in a sheep operation today and, uh, you were supposed to be given dog command. You didn't do a very good job. What happened? (laughs) What
3: happened? Uh, well, I told
6: them to go clockwise and, Well, he didn't respond to my voice,
0: but he certainly did to his owner's voice. (laughs) That was funny. She didn't know what to think. (laughs) Dave was also with us. and I got to ask you, Dave Labarge. How are you going to get your luggage home? If you got, if you can get that suitcase under 50 pounds, you're a magician.
8: Yeah, I'm going to have to throw away a couple of pairs of jeans, I think. i got to get that scotch home from it.
0: <laughs> that was one of the fun things to, to taste uh, at a scotch whiskey distillery. Uh, we got a chance to taste some of it. Some of it uh, kind of watered our eyes.
8: Yeah, I got messed when somebody
0: said, just say no. <laughs> <laughs> but, so you'll have a scotch party when he gets home. Your thoughts, Dave, on what we've seen so far. We haven't been to dairies yet, but uh, the sheep farms and some of this rural traveling. You know, it's beautiful. Uh, everything is so green.
8: And it's nice to see little farmers able to, you know, make a living over here doing whatever they're doing, whether it's sheep, uh, beef. There's some dairy involved. And uh, the scenery is just amazing to be able to... There's places we get up so high you can see halfway across the country. Yeah, you and see all of Scotland. Yes, yeah, yeah, and 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 other places where we're down so low you can barely see the top, and some of the tops are in the clouds. It's amazing.
0: How much walking did you guys do at the uh, Giant's Causeway? How are you going to explain that? To, how can you explain that to people without pictures?
8: Oh boy, I uh, watch Game of Thrones and look at the look at the. Actually, it was filmed there. Watch Game of Thrones and a lot of the scenery that you see was there, and it was. Just amazing! It looked like uh, a stone cutter had gone out there and cut a million stones, but this is all natural. And uh, again, just breathtaking as far as you want to see.
0: Yeah, it is a breathtaking place to be. And uh, Kim, weather hasn't been too bad either.
7: No, not at all. We were thinking pretty much rain and, you know, in the low 60s, and it's not been like that at all. It's just been, you know, high 60s, and we've had a couple little, what do they call it, spitty spotty, and that's just a light drizzle to us. So, yeah, it's been wonderful.
0: And we've been busy, busy, busy. And busy, 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 as the tour guide would say, yes. (laughs) A lot of fun. We're not done yet. And those are the barges from Loyal and the, the greases from Loyal and now Delano, Minnesota, as we continue our farm tour. Scotland, Northern Ireland, and Ireland. I'm Bob Bosold.
4: The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
1: And a little extra shout-out to our farm truck sponsors. I sure do appreciate it. It uh, gets me to all the events that I am... Um, Uh, I get to go to, and it's fun to drive it around and make people turn their heads to see who is going by. So, there are a lot of people looking. It's time for our first round of markets sponsored by Rural Mutual Insurance and our Cash Livestock. Choice Fed Beef Steers are 177 to 190, with mixed at 140 to 176. Choice fed beef heifers are 177 to 189 with mixed at 117 to 176. Choice fed hosting steers are 155 to 166 with select and silage fed steers 92 to 154. Cows are 80 to 109 with a top of 122. Bulls are 101 to 128. Butcher hogs are 60 to 93 with sows at 40 to 61 and boars at 22 to 26. New crop market lambs are 152 to 191. Feeder lambs are 70 to 217. Ewes are 45 to 90. Small goats are 35 to $175. Medium goats are 100 to 230. dollars Large goats are 125 to $300. And nanny goats are 45 to $220. And Sliding on over to our uh, futures markets and live cattle for August 178.05, st- holding steady or er, going up 10 cents from yesterday. October 178.67 up 5 cents. December 182.92 down 22.5 cents. And February 187.20 down 10 cents. And our feeder cattle futures for August 245.02 down 47 cents. September 248.57 down 42 cents. October 250.87 down 35 cents and November 252 down $0. 27 cents that market is trending downward and our lean hog carcasses for October 7855 down a dollar 2 December 7105 down a dollar 30 February 7537 down a dollar 17 and April 8075 down $0. 77 cents and then we're going to slide on over to our Chicago Board of Trade December corn 487, 87 487 down two and a half cents December oats 465 down four and a half cents. November soybeans 1386 up seven and a half cents December soybean meal four hundred seven dollars a ton up six dollars and December wheat 638 down one and a half cents and rolling on over to our cheese markets barrels 180 and a half down three quarters of a cent. Forty-pound blocks, one eighty-nine down five and three quarters, uh, five and three quarters cents, and our grade double A butter, two seventy and a half up one and a half, and our class three milk futures: August seventeen twenty-four up two cents, September eighteen thirty-nine down eleven cents, October down eleven cents to seventeen seventy-five, November down seven cents to seventeen eighty-nine, and December. Uh, down another penny to seventeen ninety nine. I didn't see $18 milk on the board again, and that market is trending downward into next year. We need to get some chores done, and then we'll take a look at some farm news.
4: Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
1: And let's take a look at some farm news. Last week, the US Trade Representative's office filed a formal dispute against Mexico in relation to Mexico's decree to ban biotech white corn imports and potentially phase out livestock feed from biotech crops. Now, the ongoing battle will be settled by a formal dispute panel under the US-Mexico-Canada Agreement. Mexico is the US Mexico is the US corn and grain industry's largest export market. And the U.S. wants and needs to keep that market open. Mexico's attempt to ban biotech corn products is a clear violation of the scientific standards in the U.S.M.C.A. And Agriculture Secretary Tom Vilsack states that Mexico's decree to ban white biotech corn goes against decades of evidence on the safety of biotech corn products, along with the review system used to approve those products. This formal dispute follows discussions that started in June, talks that lasted 75 days with no conclusion. Canada has also joined the case backing the US. USDA shows Mexico has purchased 14 million metric tons of the 2022-23 corn crop, more than twice as much as any other country. And we did talk about that some yesterday at the Trade Policy School and it was, they're working on it, they're, but they also say that it's going to take close to a year to come to a conclusion for this. So the wheels turn slowly. And let's talk milk production in the United States totaled 19.1 billion pounds in July, down a half of a percent from last year, according to the latest milk production report released by the USDA National Agricultural Statistics Service. Production per cow averaged 2,029 pounds in July, 9 pounds less than last year, and 9.4 million milk cows were on farms in the U.S. in July, 13,000 fewer than last year, and 3, 3,000 less than June numbers. And we'll hear more farm news after we get through some more of the chores, but we'll be hearing from Stephanie, and she talked to Larry Krieger, Krieger Lumber Company, or Kruger Lumber Company. And they uh, had a trade tour, and it highlights the lumber industry. Well, we need to get through some more chores before we can get going to onto some other uh, audio. So here we go.
4: For those who work in acres, not in hours, Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
9: Lumber buyers overseas are seeking out Wisconsin lumber, and the state recently helped connect the dots between foreign markets and local lumber manufacturers. I'm Stephanie Hoff from the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. The Department of Ag, Trade, and Consumer Protection hosted an international trade tour this summer and brought buyers to nearly a dozen lumber businesses around Wisconsin. One of the stops along the way was Krieger Lumber Company from near Chilton, Vice President Larry Krieger says the trade mission was successful in getting the word out about what Wisconsin has to offer, but it also highlighted some infrastructure challenges the state could address. He says he was amazed at how many different countries were a part of this trade mission.
6: We had some buyers that were arranged by Wisconsin Department of AG to visit us, um, and they were from a variety of countries. Um, some were from Mexico, some were from Thailand, um, some were from Taiwan. It was a really interesting group. There was one gentleman from Pakistan, and they wanted to see some of our product firsthand and see if we could start doing some business with them.
9: When they went through your facility, what was the reaction like on their faces? What were some of the questions they had?
6: Well, they, they like the uh, quality of our product, and they like uh, the, the grainy look of um, of American hardwood, which is nice to see. Um, Some Americans are kind of tired of the the grainy, some would consider almost old-fashioned looking. But overseas, that's a very popular look, and we're grateful for that. They like the uh, color and the hardness, and they like to see that it's a nice, renewable uh, resource.
9: Did there have to be a translator or anything like that?
6: Uh, There was a translator, but most of them spoke pretty good English. Um, There was a couple that didn't, but the translator filled in that gap.
9: Why Wisconsin, though? Why can't they, why didn't they go to another state? What, what do we have to offer?
6: Well, God bless Wisconsin, but about half of our state is wooded. And a lot of people don't realize that because they think we're all a bunch of cheeseheads, which a great many of us are, but we also have a huge forest resource um, and that could use a little more recognition, and we produce a very high-quality hardwood product.
9: Where does your product usually go to, to be used?
6: Sure we have uh, customers that use our hardwood uh, for making say flooring for gymnasiums or for houses they can use a nice ash flooring or uh, oak flooring or a maple flooring um, and kitchen cabinets um, not everybody wants to paint their kitchen cabinets white or gray despite what the magazines would say some people Enjoy the natural beauty of hardwood, so they'll use hardwood in their kitchen, uh, for the moldings around the bottom of the walls and up on the crown moldings. Shipping pallets, a lot of the more sturdy, uh, heavy products need a, a good sturdy pallet made out of hardwood. So, a lot of the uh, uh, heavier duty pallets are made from hardwood. Uh, railroad ties, that's another big product that uh, we need a good quality hardwood
9: so a variety of markets uh, where Wisconsin hardwood can be used but when we look overseas you mentioned you know they're interested in Wisconsin hardwood because of its quality the look of it what's happening in those other countries where they can spend a little bit more on these higher quality products
6: a good deal of uh, overseas countries
10: in Asia in
6: particular uh, there is a huge middle class and it's growing all the time um, and and they're looking for something a little different uh, when they look at the Wood products from their area of the world, typically it's a rather plain, not very grainy-looking wood, um, and they don't want that. Human nature being what it is, people often want something a little different than what grows locally, so that they reach out to uh, Wisconsin and other states, and they say, We like the look of your grainy wood. Send us some, and we're going to make products out of it, And and they, and they do. Uh, so we export a fair amount of our lumber to the Vietnam and Asia.
9: What were some of the biggest questions that you were fielding from your international guests?
6: Transportation. Trans, uh, it's, we're a, a kind of a landlocked state here in the middle of the heartwood of, uh, heartland of, of the United States. And how do we get the product from here in Wisconsin to overseas? And um, unfortunately, uh, there's not a real good rail network for exporting here in Wisconsin. We have some rail yards way in the northwest part of the state near not too far from Minneapolis. But if you're in more central or eastern part of the state, you pretty much have to go down to Chicago. So they're concerned about how we're going to get our product exported out of Wisconsin when we have to pay the cost of getting everything down to Chicago because there's no good stations here in Wisconsin. So we're still working on trying to improve our, our rail system here in Wisconsin, but we can still truck things down to Chicago. It just costs a little extra.
9: That wasn't just a concern from potential buyers, but that's a concern that you have as part of the business.
6: Oh, definitely. There used to be a lot more rail stations for uh, shipping options here in Wisconsin, um, but unfortunately they've uh, gone uh, by the by wayside as The large railroads have other priorities other than the people in the industry of Wisconsin. So right now, if you want to do exporting in most of Wisconsin, you have to send a truck down to the Chicago area and get one of those metal export boxes and bring it back up to your facility, load it, and then truck it back down to the Chicago area. That's wicked expensive. There's only certain trucking companies that can actually go into the rail yards. It's a limited supply situation. The cost is, oh, probably $1,000 more than a regular truck to go into the rail yards. And that's a huge burden for the people and for the industry of Wisconsin that I think we can fix. And I'd like to see our Department of Transportation and the good people of Wisconsin see about getting other options to decrease the cost to the people in the industry of Wisconsin and get a better export and import rail situation for our state.
9: What about other modes of transportation like barge? Is that common to, for the timber industry to utilize?
6: No, not really. I know the barge uh, for the Mississippi is, is a, a big way to ship grain and things like that, but the river networks in Wisconsin are not meant for barge, for logging and that kind of thing. Back in the heyday, of course, they were, but not anymore. The Great Lakes are an option for doing some regional shipping but nothing for export. The uh, locks in the uh, St. Louis Seaway are, are too small for the large ocean going ships that haul the containers overseas to go in and
9: out. Now, back to this trade mission, Larry, what did you learn? Did anything surprise you when these international people came through and you had conversations?
6: I had never met a buyer, I don't think anyway, from Taiwan before, and they were very courteous and they were very interested in our product. There are some people from Mexico that wanted to uh, buy railroad ties for treating down in Mexico, which I didn't know they did that either. So we saw a 7-inch by 9-inch block of wood to make a railroad tie. And then for us, we ship them to a treating facility, uh, Stella Jones here in Wisconsin, and they put a, a preservative in them so you can use the railroad tie safely in the ground and it won't rot away real quick.
1: It's always interesting when you go on these trade uh, conversations, all the things that you do learn, like I learned a lot yesterday, and I'm sure that he learned a lot with uh, meeting with people from other countries. We need to get through a few more chores, and then we'll be hearing from Rocky Olson and Premier Livestock.
4: The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
1: And just as promised, I've got Rocky Olson from Premier Livestock. You said you were kind of happy about not having to work outside a whole bunch yesterday. Yeah, it's
11: not enough. I mean, like I said, some of these uh, people have got to work out in direct sunlight. Yeah, that would uh, be a little dangerous for sure. But, uh, yeah, like I said, a good part about Wisconsin is we don't have too many days like that.
1: So. Yeah, my uh, future son-in-law pours a uh, blacktop. I don't know, pours a top, squishes a blacktop, whatever he does. He was out in the sun all day yesterday. Oh, yeah. So he was cold. pretty wore out at the end of the day. Oh, I bet. So, well, what happened in the markets yesterday?
11: Uh, thank you, Jill. Good morning, everyone. The uh, yesterday's dairy cattle auction shaped up at Premier Livestock. We had 175 head of dairy cattle. Uh, market strong despite the, like I said, the temps, the high humidity, in the mid nineties here, guys. Uh, we had two tie stall herds. Uh, top fresh cows, twenty one hundred to twenty six hundred. Had a top load of uh, fresh two and three year olds, average twenty one sixty. Many other cows from fifteen to twenty seventy five. Uh, top spring and heifers, light test yesterday, uh, mostly. 1650 to 1950. Next week's dairy cattle auctions. We're going to have two dairy cattle auctions next week, uh, Wednesday and Friday. Dairy sales next week. Wednesday, we got three herd dispersals. Herd number one, we got 55 certified organic cows, Holsteins, Jerseys, Jersey Crosses. Very nice organic herd. 60 pound average, 190 cell count on test. Uh, Herd two, we got 24 Jersey, Jersey Cross cows. Herd number three, we got 26 crossbred cows. Jersey Cross. Lineback Cross, and Fleck V. Cross. Also a feature consignment. Uh, most of you guys that come regular know them, but we got a load of Kempers. Uh, fresh 2- and 3-year-olds, guys. There's going to be about 20 of them. Uh, they're going to be the fanciest crossbreds that we sell. If you're looking to get in some crossbreds, they're, they're the best, guys. Parlor Freestall. Uh, do have a representation video online of those. And then next Friday, that's our big sale, guys. We're going to have a herd. Uh, there's actually 430 head in the herd. Uh, top Notch Parlor Freestall herd going to be all the spring and heifers in there. There's going to be uh, 90 bred and spring and heifers in there. There's going to be 45 spring and dry cows. Uh, they're going to have an 85 pound average with a 95 cell count on official test. There's 225 milking two and three year olds. Got pictures of those online. Uh, that's going to get underway next Friday at 11 o'clock AM. That's a one owner dispersal. No other cattle accepted. Uh, this week Friday, guys. That's a large farm machinery sale this week. Three rings online all day. Uh, we'll be starting at 9 o'clock in the morning. we got one offline ring, two online rings. We'll have food on site all day. Uh, you guys come on over today, take a look at the equipment. You want to drive something, you want to start something, come check it out. We want to make sure you guys inspect the equipment that you're buying. Uh, you can get registered to bid if you're not making the sale on equipmentfacts.com. You can start bidding on equipment right now. The nice part about that is if you bid on an item, uh, the computer automatically automatically text you or emails you when that item is coming up in the sale lineup. Um, sale order is set. Note there's ring one, ring two. That will be the order of the sale. So make sure to check that out. Uh, PremierLivestockAndAuctions.com, full list there. Uh, questions, call us seven one five two two nine twenty five hundred. And, Jill, that's how it's shaped up.
1: And I bet you're happy it's not going to be quite so hot tomorrow.
11: Not it's not going to be quite so hot. It's going to be a nice day.
1: Could be a nice and busy day over at Premier yep. Livestock.
11: It looks like maybe if we get a nice cool day, maybe we get done with the sale, and we're going to get a little rain. So
1: Well, and after all this heat, I'm sure we could use it. No doubt. So All right. You have a great day. You too. Thank you. And that was Rocky Olson from Premier Livestock. And talking about the heat, and I'm going to just let Mike know that I did do some research. Hmm. And you know those uh, towns that you were talking about yesterday. Hmm. The H.E. Double hockey sticks. <laughs> yes. We are hotter than all of them.
12: Yes. It was. Uh. I. It was funny because I. I always make the the joke like when uh, looking at uh, Michigan and seeing the city of Hell, which is just west of Detroit, and it's uh you know really cold in the winter there. So it's you know I think you know where I'm going with this one too, and now it's it's fun to make that comparison when it was really hot here, not quite as hot there yesterday. Uh, speaking of yesterday, we topped out at 97 degrees in Eau Claire, La Crosse at 104 was the high temperature, and that's the air temperature, not factoring in heat index. Otherwise, for today. Cooler, but still going to be a hot one, so don't be deceived when I say cooler. That is a relative term. We'll have a good bit of sunshine later on. Temperatures climbing to the upper 80s. May have to deal with some patchy fog before that. Tonight, patchy fog developing yet again. Mostly clear, mid-60s for our lows. Tomorrow does bring a few chances at some showers and storms, mostly into the afternoon, with our highs mostly in the mid-80s. Still a little bit of humidity towards the first half of the day, and then this weekend shaping up to look gorgeous. Mid to upper 70s, plenty of sunshine. Monday does bring another chance at a few showers and storms. Highs in the mid-70s. Tuesday, another day in the low to mid-70s, and that's where we hang out for Wednesday. A lot more seasonable with more sunshine midweek. Right now, though, we do have a little bit of fog. Temperature of 73 degrees in Eau Claire and a dew point of 71. Very muggy this morning.
1: And I was in the cross yesterday, so I did get to have that nice heat firsthand.
12: The heat index there got to 120 yesterday, so I don't envy you. (laughs) (laughs) And
1: we went out on the water on the Mississippi and toured the lock and dams.
12: Oh, that sounds like fun. I mean, it would be a, probably a little bit more fun if it wasn't so hot. But. Yeah, but
1: usually, you know, you get out on the water and it's just a little bit more comfortable.
12: Yes, that is true.
1: <laughs> nope. Oh, not yesterday, huh? Nope.
12: There's I don't just think no it was... escaping it.
1: Nope, I don't think it was comfortable anyway.
12: Yeah, when you have a heat index of 120, I don't think that that's going to, you're not going to find much relief until you get inside in the air conditioning.
1: <laughs> yep. So, but anyway, it was a good tour and it was very interesting.
12: Well, that's good to hear. So, Well,
1: you have a great day. You too, Joe. And that was Mike Dandria from TV13. And that's our Skywarn 13 weather brought to you by the Chilton Automotive Group. And they've got a great selection of new Jeeps at ChilsonMotors.com. And that's our weather on Wax 104.5. And it is now time to hear from Morgan. She is Gave me the news, and uh, let's see what's happening locally. Good morning, Morgan. Good morning.
10: Well, here's what we're learning today. We start locally. Not a lot of answers about a person hit and killed by a train in Rusk County, but we know what happened in the town of Marshall Tuesday afternoon with the sheriff's office saying the victim was found underneath the train. No one's saying why they were on the tracks. That investigation continues. Meanwhile, a pair of 15-year-olds in our state look at tentative charges after police say they tossed rocks onto cars on Highway 14. This was in the Fitchburg area. Police arrested the two after a number of cars were damaged and officers used a drone to spot the teens, then closed in on the ground to catch them. At least 18 cars were damaged in some way and officers say two people were left with minor injuries. Police are asking for charges of first-degree and second-degree recklessly endangering safety and criminal damage to property. On the state level, it was a day of tough questions for members of Wisconsin's DNR board. Senate committee yesterday pressed the board members for answers about things like wolves, sandhill cranes, and PFAS contaminations. Wisconsin's DNR finalizing a new wolf management plan now and inching toward an agreement on PFAS pollution. Though politically, Republicans disagree with Governor Evers on all of the big issues, it remains to be seen What they can do in terms of mediation. Well, a real-life discussion about artificial intelligence is in the works. Wisconsin is going to study AI. Governor Evers created a blue-ribbon commission to study artificial intelligence and how it would be used in the state. The governor says he wants the commission to figure out how to adapt and to capitalize on AI for the state's workforce. The governor wants to have a report from the commission and a plan to vote on by 2025. And have you ever reeled in a wallet fish? A Western Wisconsin teen got some high praise after making this catch. Maybe you saw this on socials. 14-year-old Connor Halsa. he was fishing at a lake during family summer vacation, you know, as one does. And he managed to reel in a wallet that had $2,000 in it. And they actually found a business card inside and contacted the number, eventually leading them to an Iowa farmer. His name's Jim Denny. He had lost the wallet in the lake a year earlier, figured he would never see it again. There it turned up with the cash still inside. Talk about catching the big one. But we better get off the lake. Those chores have to get done, and that, of course, happens in the barn as we head back there with Jill Welke and your Midwest Farm Report on Wax 104.5.
4: Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
10: We're going to take a little more
1: look at our farm news And we talked about national production. And here in Wisconsin, the girls produced almost 2.8 billion pounds of milk in July. That's up 1% from last year. And the average number of milk cows in Wisconsin on Wisconsin farms in July was 1.27 million. Unchanged from last month, but down 3,000 from July 2022. Production per cow averaged 2,175 pounds in July. That's up 25 pounds compared to last year. And the DNR is seeking public comment on proposed wolf management rules. And as you just heard, Morgan talked about they were setting the rules and regulations, but now they want some public comment on it. So on September 12th at 4 p.m., the DNR will be hosting a virtual public hearing where the public will have the opportunity to provide comments on proposed permanent wolf rules relating to gray wolf harvest regulations. Written comments will be accepted at the DNR until September fifteenth. Pre-registration is required for the virtual hearing. Go to the DNR website, complete the hearing appearance form, and send it to Scott S C O T T R dot Carol at Wisconsin.gov. So if you want to have your Do a little research, find out what they're thinking for their management rules, and you can have your voice heard, too. Uh, We've got to get to the markets before too long, but I've got the champion hog, you know, we say leaders, but they were just kind of, they got to guide them through the show ring and try to keep them out of the corners, but I caught up with the. Ones that had the Grand Champion Hog and the Reserve Champion Hog at the Central Wisconsin State Fair. And I'm going to share that with you now. We're at the Central Wisconsin State Fair in Marshfield. And I caught up with a couple young ladies that made a big splash in the Hog Show. First up, I'm going to talk to the Grand Champion Guider of the Hog, Ava Hazenorl. She shows under the Country Kids 4-H Club. Tell me about your grand champion hog. She's a
13: nice pig.
1: And what's her name and what breed is she?
13: Her name's Lola and she's a crossbred. And how big was she? She's 278. And you
1: got her out in that show ring. What did the judge say that he really liked about her?
13: That like I walk her in a good pace and she has like a lot of muscle to her.
1: Did you practice a lot at home up and down hills? Yeah. What about feeding her at home? Do you do that all by yourself or do you get some help? Uh, my family helps me. And you're showing against some sisters. Who picked out pigs first? My sister, Gracie. So you didn't get the first pick, but apparently you picked right. Yeah. How many years have you been showing pigs?
13: This is my third year.
1: And you also did showmanship and did really well. How did you place?
13: I got overall.
1: You're out in showmanship. Did your pig stay out of the corners for you?
13: Uh, it was tough with that part, but I got her mostly away from the siding. Did the judge ask you any questions while you were out there in showmanship? Not really, besides their weight.
1: Do you think you're going to keep showing pigs?
13: Yeah, probably Tell I'm a senior.
1: You get to sell your pig in the auction. What are you going to do with all that money?
13: Um, It's going to go to our feed bill and our barn and to help like get us some more like supplies for them.
1: Continuing in the project, right? Yes. That is always good to hear. Congratulations on that grand champion hog. And that was Ava Hasenorth showing under the Country Kids 4-H Club. And I have the reserve champion of the hog show, Avery Stickert. And she shows under Golden Glow 4-H. Tell me about that reserve champion hog.
13: His name is Wilbur, and he's a crossbred. And how heavy was he? 274. And what did the judge
1: say that brought him right underneath Ava's hog? My
13: judge liked the front thirds of his...
1: And you went out in showmanship. How did that go?
13: It went okay.
1: And how many years have you been showing hogs? Four. And what do you do at home to get your hog ready to show at the fair?
13: Um, we just walk them up and down in a straight path outside.
1: And you get to sell them your pig in the auction. What are you going to do with that money? It goes towards our college. Investment in the future. And that was Avery Stickert of the Golden Glow 4-H Club. And those were our grand champion hogs at the Central Wisconsin State Fair in Marshfield. And I'm Jill Welke from WAX 104.5.
4: Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
1: And it's time to get to our markets. We're gonna head up to Baron and Equity and hear from Brittany.
9: For fed cattle, our high-yielding choice Holstein steers sold 120 to 157. Choice Holstein steers sold 140 to 149. Unfinished steers and heifers were 139 and down. As for cold cows, the top 20% sold from 107 to 113, topping at 114. 60% sold from 50 to 106, and the bottom 20% sold 49 and down. Our next sheep, goat, and small animal sale is September 16th. If you have any questions or would like someone to come to the farm to look at livestock, please contact us at 715 537 Five, six, one, eight. This has been Brittany with your Equity Bearing Market Report. Thank you and have a great day.
4: Keeping it rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
1: And we're kind of piling our markets up, but I've got Hot Eamon from Sparta Equity. Let us know what happened at his market.
14: Fed cattle selling steady today with the higher than Choice Beef Steers and Heifers dollar eighty $1.80 to dollar Choice and select beef steers and heifers one sixty nine to one seventy nine. The beef and dairy cross steers one sixty to one seventy five. The higher than choice holstein steers one sixty $1.60 to one sixty eight, topping at one seventy. Choice and select Holstein steers 144 to 159 with unfinished steers, heifers and heavy steers a dollar to a Cow 43. steady with the quality beef slaughter cows a dollar 10 to a dollar 25. The high yielding slaughter cows 95 to 110. The cutters and utilities 79 to 94. With the low yielding and canner cows 33 to 78 cents. Bull market steady. Most bulls bringing a dollar 10 to $1.25 dollar 25. With the thin, full and bulls over a ton discount a dollar nine and down. Just a reminder, our next sale. Will be Monday, August 28th, starting at 12.30 with hogs, followed by calves, fed cattle, bulls, and cows. This is Hutt aiming to Equity Livestock like in Sparta with this marketing update, and we thank you for your business.
1: And boy, we're getting in on all those markets. I've got Jerry Fitzgerald from Equity Sparta on the line. Said it cooled down for you up there, uh-huh.
3: Well, good morning to you, Joe. Yeah, I'm here. I'm in Stratford here this morning. It's still... Seventy, seventy-one. 71, so, uh, yeah, I guess it, it's all relative, but no, seriously, it's, uh, uh, it does have a, a, a big effect on cattle and people and everything, and one more uh, element we've got to throw in the mix today, you were talking about uh, some folks are, some of the young folks are going back to school, so uh, be careful on the road, so uh, it's hard to get used to all that, but anyway, we better do the market report from yesterday, how about we do that? Perfect. All right, Joe. Thank you, and good morning, everyone. Again, um, summary from yesterday, Wednesday here at Equity Stratford. We'll start off with the feeder cattle sale yesterday. A uh, lot of lightweight or lightweight feeders yesterday on the auction. Lightweight beef steers yesterday selling mostly from one ninety to two ninety five. Lightweight beef heifers uh, one eighty to two ninety two. A uh, middleweight cattle yesterday mostly from one eighty to two seventy five. And your heavier short term feeders, uh, they're selling mostly from a $1. to $1.85. Holsteins, about all the Holsteins, about all weights of the Holsteins are selling in a range from 130 to 180 That's on the feeder cattle trade. Now we'll get into the market auction. The fed cattle yesterday, uh, fully steady on the Holsteins. Charge grading Holsteins steers yesterday's auction are selling mostly from $1.48 to $1.65. High yielding choice and strictly prime Holsteins from one sixty-five to 170 and a half. Select grading cattle under finished cattle, mostly one hundred forty and below. Cow market mostly steady yesterday, uh, uh especially on the better quality cows, a little bit weaker market on the thinner cows, uh good quality, high yielding fleshy holstein and beef cows yesterday, mostly from ninety-five to one fifteen. Uh so far this week of cows up to one twenty-five. Uh, like I said, uh um, cannon cutter type cows yesterday selling mostly from seventy-five to ninety-five. Thinner cows like carcass cows below the seventy dollar money. On the bull trade yesterday, better quality bulls are selling uh, in a range from one twelve to one twenty five. Lighterweight bulls, 109 and down. Calf market, uh, dramatically affected by the heat. Uh, so, folks, uh, if you don't really have to sell any calves today, probably be a, maybe a better idea to wait for your better quality calves on Monday's auction. But anyway, yesterday, most of the Holstein bull calves selling from 100 to 250. Uh, beef calves, they're selling mostly from 200 to 400. And uh, we are at Thursday, though. Our auction this morning does start at 11 o'clock. Market auction today, um, of course, we'll sell cow cows, fed cattle, market bulls. Today we'll get some little baby calves uh, a little about twelve, twelve thirty. So I guess, again, advice like we told the folks yesterday, if you're planning on selling livestock today, get them on the road early. Uh, it's still humid, but uh, I guess 75 in the morning is better than 95 this afternoon. So anyway, uh, Jill, with that, we will... Uh, be back here tomorrow morning, update the week. And also, folks, we invite you to take a look at our website. Uh, we do have some special sales coming up here. Uh, at the end of the month here, we got a, a special feeder cattle sale next Wednesday with a complete herd dispersal there, beef cows, also a dairy herd dispersal into September. So take a look at that, Equity Co-op. Just stick on the Clapford page, and uh, you will be there. And, folks, uh, stay as cool as possible. But uh, one more day of this stuff, huh?
1: Yeah, one more day, and then I think it's going to be a really nice weekend.
3: You know, I was listening to Bob before when he was talking about folks in Ireland, they were talking about uh sixty high sixties over there. I'm kinda of sorry we didn't go with him, huh?
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm I can live through this. I've I lived through it. I was pretty um you know, you drink a lot and you make it through and you reminisce about how you used to bale hay in it, so
3: Oh, isn't that the truth? But there's only one thing about when we're bailing hay in this kind of weather, uh, we were considerably younger. <laughs> A little bit. <laughs> yeah. Right. Jill, you have a nice day, and we'll talk to you tomorrow morning. Perfect.
1: And that was Jerry Fitzgerald from Equity Stratford. We've got a few more chores to do, and then we're going to take a- another look at the markets.
4: Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
1: We're at five minutes before 6 o'clock. We better take one last look at our markets. Chicago Board of Trade, corn for December, four eighty-seven, down two and a half cents. December oats four sixty five down four and a half cents. November soybeans thirteen sixty eight up seven and a half cents. And our country elevator prices: wheat and grain, of Falls and Connersville locations. Corns at four eighty nine with soybeans at thirteen nineteen. Golden plump in Arcadia for five twenty three for corn in Baldwin, Duran, Mondovi, and Elmwood four fifty nine for corn and thirteen eighteen for beans. Fall Creek four forty nine for corn. Corn and 1308 for beans. Osseo 474 and 1318. Elk Mound, 486 and 1323. Sparta, 479 and 1396. Ellsworth, 439 and 1303 for beans. Northside Elevator, Loyal Location, 499 for corn and 1329 for beans. In Arcadia, 504 for corn and 1346 for beans. At our ethanol plants, Boysville. 513, Stanley 514, and New Richmond 499 for corn. Rolling on over to our cheese markets, barrels 180 and a half down three quarters of a cent, 40 pound blocks 189 down five and three quarters, gray AA butter. 270 and a half up one and a half cents. Class three milk futures August 1724 up two cents. September down 11 cents to 1839. October down 11 cents to 1775. And our one last look at weather it's going to be 88 and humid today. Tonight 64. Tomorrow 85 and humid. Tomorrow night 59. And getting into the 70s for over the weekend. And that's one last look at our weather here on Wax 104.5. Take care of yourself. Take care of each other.
4: You've been listening to the Midwest Farm Report. Available at WaxRadio.com in its entirety every day. Brought to you in part by Bluff Country Feed and Seed in Montovi And the Chilson family of brand dealerships, Chippewa Falls and Kadok. On-demand content at WaxRadio.com.